this beautiful Sunday, Father's Sunday morning, I want to share with us a word I just got. Turning away captivity. Praise God. Turning away captivity. Turning away captivity. Turning away captivity. Let's take our text from Psalm 126. Psalm 126. Turning away captivity. Psalm 126. Are you there? I'm going to read it together. Psalm 126. Psalm 126. Are you there? If you, say, if you know you are there, say, I am there. Let me hear you say, I am there. Psalm 26, starting from verse 1. Let's go together. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we are like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then said they among the hidden, The Lord had done great things for us, or the Lord had done great things for them. And then the Lord had done great things for us, whereof we are glad. Verse 4 Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that so in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth with weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his shears with him. Praise God. Lord, thank you for your word that brings life, brings insight, and your word that empowers and builds up. As you begin to study right now, Lord, grant us again powerful insight into your word. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Praise God. We have just read, talk about um, what is captivity? What is captivity? What is captivity? Say, when the Lord turned again our captivity. Turned again our captivity. So what is captivity? Captivity is a state of, or a period of being imprisoned. You are imprisoned or you are confined or you are enslaved. Three words associated with captivity. Imprisonment. Imprisonment. Praise God. Imprisonment. Confinement and enslavement. Imprisonment, confinement, and enslavement. These are the three words connected with captivity. What are the words? Imprisonment, confinement, and what? Enslavement. In all of these three words, your liberty is restricted. If you are in prison, if you are in prison, you don't have liberty to go where you want to go. Praise God. If you are confined, you can't go where you want to go. If you are a slave, you cannot do as you please. The topic again is turning away captivity. 
turning away captivity. And we said captivity is a period during which a person is imprisoned, is confined, and is enslaved. That person is in captivity. Praise God. Praise God. So there are about four dimensions of captivity that people find themselves in. Or rather I say three. Three men ones. Three men kinds of captivity. Three men kinds of captivity. Three men. There are other ones, but I just want to share with you three. Number one word is spiritual captivity. I said there are different kinds of captivity that people are held in. But the three I want to share with you this morning are three. Number one, spiritual captivity. Spiritual captivity. Number two, economic captivity. And then political captivity. There's captivity. There's also captivity, health captivity. When sickness are held you down, you can't go where you want to go. So that's spiritual captivity, economic captivity, political captivity. You can also you can also have mental captivity. You can also have health captivity. So different kinds of captivity. You are enslaved. Your mind is enslaved. Your, your economy is enslaved. Your, your liberty, your spiritual liberty is enslaved. You said there are different kinds of captivity that people are held in. I said spiritual captivity, economic captivity, political captivity, health captivity, and also what? Which other one did I talk about? No. Health captivity. Praise God. So, when you are in captivity in any of these areas, you have no voice. Your voice, a sick person has no voice. You don't have money, you don't have voice. If you're spiritually weak, you have no voice. If you're politically weak and slave, you have no voice. Praise God. In any of these areas, you have no voice. Any area of your life where you have no voice, you are not in charge. Any area of your life where you're not, you don't have a voice, you are not in charge. And because you're not in charge, someone else is in charge. So you are subject to the dictates of the one who is in charge. Any area of your life where you are enslaved or in captivity you it means that you're not in charge and as long as you're not in charge you are subject to the one who is in charge that means it is what the one that is in charge says that's what he will do praise god and we talk about spiritual kinds of captivity Everyone that came into this world came into this world as a spiritual captive. Spiritual what? Captive. Spiritually imprisoned. That's why we say we were dead. We were slaves. We were sold under sin. Bound by the fear of death. We were lost. We were blind. We are on our way to hell. Bound by the fear of condemnation. 
But Jesus came and gave us life. Jesus came and gave us hope. No longer strangers, no longer foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the house, household of God. No longer strangers, no longer aliens, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the house. Household of God. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So everyone that came into this world came into this world spiritually captive. Spiritually what? Captive. Enslaved. Imprisoned by the devil. And that's what the Bible said. Except you are born again, receive a new life. You can't make it. Praise God. Being born into this world into captivity, that one is not by choice. That captivity is not by choice. But there are other captivities that you enter into by choice. Praise God. So I want to look at reasons why people enter into captivity. Reasons why people enter into captivity. Number one, by divine arrangement. That's captivity by divine arrangement. God ordained it. God established it. God spoke it into being. Let's take a look at um, the book of Genesis chapter number 15. Genesis chapter 15 quickly. Run to Genesis 15 quickly. Let's read it now. Genesis 15, let's read from verse um, 13, thereabouts, and see is a story of the covenant that God made with Abraham when Abraham said, Ah, the person who is living in my house is somebody. Is he the one going to inherit me? And God said, come, let's do something. Praise God. Let, I want to read from verse um, 13. Genesis chapter 15, verse 13, it says, And he said unto Abraham, Who is he that saying, God? Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. Praise God. Your children shall be what? Strangers, slaves in another country, in another place. They will be there for... They'll be there for how many years? They'll be there for how many years? 400 years. These children have not been born. They have not even been born. But God has said they will go into captivity to another country. Praise God. They go to another country for how many years? 400 years. This is a captivity that God himself spoke into being. So it's not by choice. The people just came into this world and they saw themselves in captivity. They don't know how it happened. Praise God. That is captivity or spoken into by God. There's another kind of captivity. Captivity that comes by reason of disobedience. Captivity that comes by reason of what? Disobedience. Let's take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy 28. Captivity that comes by reason of disobedience. And God began to say unto the children of Israel, If you do not obey the instruction, the commandment, the covenant I give to you, Deuteronomy chapter 28. 
captivity that caused by disobedience. Let's read a few a few verses from there, 28 verse 15. And it says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and over thee and overtake thee. He said, Cursed shall thou be in the city, and cursed shall thou be in the field, and cursed shall thou be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind and the flock of thy sheep. All the causes because of what disobedience. That means that if you do not obey my instructions and my commandments, these are the things that will happen to you. If you read from verse 15 to verse 41, it's full of all kinds of things that will happen to them by reason of what? Disobedience. 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 Praise God. There's another kind of captivity that people enter into. The captivity that comes when you are you're not serving the Lord with gladness and joy. When you don't serve God with gladness of heart. He said, when you don't serve God with gladness of heart, see what happens. The same Deuteronomy 28 from 47 to 48. He says, Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart, for the abundance of all his odd things, therefore thou shalt serve thy enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee, in hunger and in thirst, and in nakedness, and in the want of all things. And he shall put ye a yoke of iron, upon thy neck until ye have destroyed him. He has destroyed Now, can you imagine? Some people serve the Lord with grumbling, with murmuring. Now, listen, this is important. You enter into captivity by yourself. How? Because you serve the Lord with murmuring. You serve the Lord not with joy. You put yourself in captivity. It's not God that put you now in captivity. He said, when you serve not the Lord, take a look at it one more time. Deuteronomy chapter, what? 28, verse 47. Because you serve not the Lord. Let me read one more time so I can remember it. Don't forget it. Because sometimes people come to church and they are sitting in church. They are grumbling. They are hurt. You will go into captivity. That's what I said. Because thou servest not the Lord, thy God, with joyfulness and with gladness of heart. For the abundance of all that he has done for you. We say, come and give testimony. Say, God has not done anything for you. But you woke up from Monday to Friday. You went to office. You went to a place of work. You came, you went, you said, you don't even know what God has done for you. Come and testify, no testimony. The only time you remember that God has given you testimony, if you say, you have a car. That's what you remember as a testimony. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 47. Now, look at what it says in verse 48. It said, therefore... In other words, because you do not serve the Lord with joyfulness and with gladness. Look at what will happen. Let's read together verse 48. Therefore, thou shalt serve thy enemies. 
May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. Which the Lord shall send. It is God that will send. It's not the, it's not the devil. Which the Lord shall send against you. It's not the enemy. The Lord will allow the enemy to come and oppress you. It says, in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon your neck until he had destroyed you. Can you imagine God speaking this by himself? This is not the devil speaking. This is God speaking. When you don't serve God with gladness of heart, rejoice. Rejoice. Rejoice in the name of the Lord. All ye servants of the Lord, lift up your voice and praise his name. All ye servants of the Lord, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice. I will rejoice in the Lord. Praise God. Rejoice in the Lord. Paul said, rejoice. I say unto you, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Not just because things are working the way you want it. Rejoice because God is good. God is good. Not just because good things are happening in your life. God is good because he's good. Praise God. God is good because he is good. Not because good things are happening in your life. You now say God is good. If things that are not good are happening, you say God is not good. God is good. Whether you are alive or you are dead. Whether you're doing well or you're not doing well. God is good. Chidima. That's it. God is good. Praise God. That's it. God is good. Praise God. Praise God. God is good. Whether you know it or you don't know it. Whether you accept it or you don't accept it. Whether you know it or you don't know it. God is good. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, so we talk about reasons why people enter into captivity. Now, when you know these things, then you'll be able to avoid them. Because God does not want us to go into captivity. Another reason why we go into captivity is because of lack of knowledge or ignorance. Ignorance is another reason why we go into captivity. Ignorance. Ignorance. You can put it down. Ignorance is the number four reason why people go into captivity. How does it work? Ignorance is the number four reason why people go into captivity. You can find that in Hosea chapter 4, verse 1 to 6. Let's take a look at it and see what it says quickly. Because it's better to read it than to just talk about it. Hosea, Hosea, Hosea. Hosea chapter number 4, verse 1 to 6. Is Hosea still in the Bible? Or has he gone to heaven? Is Hosea still in the Bible? Still in the Bible, praise God. Let's find where he is. Hosea, so where are you? They're looking for you. You find him? Hosea, where are you? We're looking for you. Show yourself, Hosea. Show yourself, show yourself, show yourself. Show yourself, Hosea. Hosea, show yourself. 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 Hosea chapter 4, are you there? Okay, let's read it from verse 1. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. For the Lord has a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. Because there is no truth. There is no what? Truth. 
nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. Verse 2. By swearing and lying and killing and stealing and committing adultery, they break out and blood toucheth blood. Hmm. Verse 3. Therefore shall the land mourn, and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish with the beasts of the field and with the fowls of the heavens. Yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. Verse 4. Yet let no man strive, nor reprove another, for they, for thy people are as they are. No, for thy people are as they have strived with the priest. Verse 5. Therefore shall thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night, and I will destroy thy mother. Verse 6 now. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. God is too much. Look at what he's saying. Hard things. Knowledge, no knowledge. Ignorance. The thing that God wants you to know, you don't want to know. When you refuse to have the knowledge of God, you are destroyed. Say, my people are destroyed. They are put in captivity because of ignorance. Because of what? Ignorance. People are also put in captivity by reason of spoken word. People go into captivity by reason of what? Spoken word. You can use word to enchant people. To hypnotize them. Praise God. You can use um, to hypnotize people. Use words to hypnotize people. Yes, you can. You can use words to hypnotize people. Radio. To confuse them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You can use words to hypnotize people. Now let's just take a look at some things that the, the Bible says about um, about um, about um, words. John chapter six verse three verse six three says, "The words that I speak to you, they are what spirit and they are life. The words now words are what spirits and words are life. And you can use words to create what life. You can use words to also create what death." You can use words to put people in captivity. You can use words to send people in captivity. Take a look at also um, Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. Paul said unto the Galatians, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? O what? Foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? What does it mean to bewitch? It means to take captive. What do they use in taking them captive? Words. Praise God. They use words. The false teachers came and began to tell them things that were different from what Paul was telling them or had told them. He said, you have become bewitched. It didn't mean that they took them to shrine. 
they use words to bewitch them, to take them captive, captive of their minds. So we can use words. Remember, we used to say that what you're hearing, that's why the Bible says, beware of what you hear. What you keep hearing, what you keep listening, what you keep watching, you can be taken captive by what you listen, by what you watch. Praise God. So words can be used to take people into captivity. Praise God. Hallelujah. Unbelief and impatience always come sometimes makes people to lose track of God's plan for their lives. Now there's an example of missing God's mark. And that's the you know the story of Ishmael. Who knows the story of Ishmael? Ishmael is a product of the violation of God's plan. Praise God. Ishmael, Ishmael, God had told Abraham that I will give you a seed. But he missed the mark and had Ishmael. And God said, God spoke unto the life of Ishmael, even before Ishmael was born, that Ishmael was going to be what? Going to be what? Wild person, a wild man. Let's look at this Genesis chapter 16, verse 12. We're talking about captivity. Some people are sent into captivity in bondage, in prison, they are doing the thing they are doing. They don't even know why they are doing what they are doing. Genesis 16 verse 12. What does it say? Genesis chapter 16 verse 12. Up to today, the generation of Ishmael are still wild. And Everybody. He will be a wild man. Mm -hmm. His hands will be against every man. Mm -hmm. And every man's hands against him. Can you imagine? And shall dwell in the presence of his brethren. Mm -hmm. See? Praise God. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be in the presence of his brethren. He's not going. He's going to be there tormenting them for the rest of their lives. Verse 2 says, And he shall be a wild man. His hand will be against every man. And every man's hand shall be against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of his brethren. Praise God. This man, Ishmael, became a problem, and he's still a problem to the world today. He went into captivity by reason of what? Divine proclamation. He went into captivity by reason of what? Divine proclamation. The generation of Ishmael is still a problem to the world today. Praise God. The descendants of Ishmael around the world today are wild. And they are suffering from generational, what we call generational curse. Generational what? For anyone in the generation of Ishmael to come out of that curse, he must come into Christ. Praise God. Must come into what? Christ. He must receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Education, going to school, being learned, being a professional cannot deliver them from being wild. No matter how educated they are, they will still be wild. That's why you see people who are professors, they are still joining Boko Haram. Mm -hmm. Professors are members of Boko Haram. They are educated, but yet, because they are under a generational curse, they still go back to swallow their, 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 their vomit. Anyone, for anyone to come out of that curse, he must come into the knowledge of God through Jesus Christ. Praise God. Note that it is the same way that the entire world, as I said, 
The same way that these people became generationally caused is the same way that everybody became a sinner. Not by choice, but by reason of what Adam and Eve did. Praise God. Everybody in this world became a sinner, not by choice, but by reason of what Adam and Eve did. So, how then can people get out of captivity? Like, how we get out of captivity? You get out of captivity one by gaining knowledge. But you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Praise God. The first thing is what? Knowledge. The first thing is what? Knowledge. Praise God. The first thing is what? Knowledge. Knowledge is the first thing that sets you free. Knowledge is the first thing that sets you free. Without knowledge, you remain in captivity. Without knowledge, you remain in what? Captivity. When you are born in captivity and someday knowledge comes to you, it's like a scale. It removes from off your eyes. You say, no, I don't belong here. Then you take the next steps to get yourself out of captivity. Praise God. Number two thing where to get out of captivity is you have to ask for divine help. Ask for what? Divine help. Ask for help. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, do what? I cannot help myself. Lord, help me. The blind Bartimaeus says, Thou's Jesus, son of David, help me. Help me. He cried a loud voice. So when you see yourself in captivity, things are not moving the way it ought to be. You see, you pissed that something is wrong. What do you do? Lord, help me. This is not your best for me. Lord, help me. You must learn how to cry to God. Lord, help me. And number three thing is become a student of the revealed word of God. Study the word of God. Get the word of God into your spirit. Get the word of God into your spirit. Because it is in the word of God in light. And light drives away darkness. A person in captivity is in darkness. He's confined. He can't see. That's why somebody says somebody cannot see beyond his nose. Praise God. How to get away from captivity, get out of captivity. Serve the Lord with joy and gladness of heart. Even when things are not moving well for you, keep praising the Lord. Keep declaring that God is good. Keep saying God is faithful. I know my Redeemer leave it. I know that things will turn around for me. I know I will not end like this. Praise God. You keep declaring that God is a good God. No matter where I am right now, no matter what's happening to me, I know that my God is good. He said, they that wait upon me, they shall not be ashamed. He said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may tarry, 
all night long, but joy comes in the morning. Never give up, never look down, but Jesus loves you more than you ever know. Oh, you may have thought it is all over. You may have cried all night long. You may have thought he'll never forgive you. But Jesus loves you more than you ever know. He knows what you're going through now, cause he's been there before. If you tell him where it hurts, he will heal the pain. If you tell him, he knows what you're going through now, cause he's been there before. If you tell him where it hurts, he will heal the pain. He will send his word and make you whole. He will send his word and make you whole. Praise God. Keep serving the Lord with gladness of heart. Some of your friends may have gone far ahead of you. Praise God. They may go far ahead of you. But it's not he who are run faster. It's he who is running in line with God. Praise God. Don't worry about it. Keep serving the Lord in joy, in gladness of heart. No matter your physical circumstances. Your day will break forth in Jesus' name. How else you get out of captivity? Speak the word into your life and into your situation. Speak the word into your word. has God spoken concerning you? He say you are blessed. Say, say to yourself, I am blessed. I am blessed. Speak into your life. I am blessed. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter. I know who I am. It doesn't matter where I am. It doesn't matter what's going on right now. I know that things will turn out for good for me. Number 16, you need to get out of captivity is what? Watch, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your salvation by working things out. Work out your salvation by working things out. While you're speaking the word of God into your life, take steps to begin to do things you need to do practically. You're looking for a job? Don't just stay in the house and be praying. Take a step. Get out of your house. Go and move around. Because when you take one step, God will take three steps. What are you looking for? Take a step out of your comfort zone. As you take a step of faith, the thing you're looking for is also looking for you. Praise God. The thing you're looking for is also looking for you. Two of you will jam yourselves. Hallelujah. What are you looking for? A house. What are you looking for? A job. You're looking for husband. Looking for wife, looking for money. Take step out. What you're looking for is also looking for you. Praise God. Praise God. Let's take examples of few situations where captives are set free. Captives are set free. Let's take a look at Isaiah Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8. When Jesus set the captives free. Jesus is he right now? Jesus is he right now? Is he to 
meet your needs and set the captives free. Oh, Jesus is here right now. Jesus is here right now. Jesus is here right now. He is here to meet your needs and set the captives free. Oh, Jesus is here right now. Captivity shall free. Let's read Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8. He said, Wherefore he said, Wherefore he said, When he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. What is he saying? When Jesus died and rose from the dead, you remember what happened? The dead also arose with him. Praise God. You remember that story? When Jesus arose from the dead, what happened? The dead also arose with him. Those who, who are righteous people who died before Jesus came, they arose with him. That they were captive now. What happened before Jesus came? Anybody who died, eh, who did right but died, did not go to heaven. They were in paradise. Under the earth. Praise God. They were where? Paradise was under the earth. So anybody who died, who was a righteous man, died, he stays under the earth. Satan held them captive because without the shedding of the blood, nothing. <coughs> so they were held there. When Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus set those people who are captive, he set them free. As I said, he led captivity and they became his own captive. Praise God. Captivity, he released them and they become his own captive. He now carried them to heaven. That's why he said, he led captivity captive and he now gave gifts unto men. When you read down, say, gave some apostles, gave some. Jesus led captivity. Those people that were dead, he led them captive. They were captives to the devil, Satan. He, they, were, they went up with him and they went to heaven. Today, if a Christian dies, he doesn't go down, he doesn't go to hell, he doesn't go down again. He goes up, he goes to heaven straight. When and before they will go down and stay under, but now since Jesus Christ came and died and rose again, any anytime you hear that a Christian has died, rejoice, thank God. Okay, let me ask you a question: Is the earth better than heaven? So why do you cry when you hear that a Christian has died? When you know he has gone to a better place? Why do you cry? It's because you don't know where he's going. You don't have no idea. What you should when you hear that somebody has died, what you say? Thank God. He has been delivered from this bondage of this world. Praise God. You only can mourn because you've lost his physical absence. But you should celebrate because the person has gone to be with the Lord. Rejoicing. Bible says they're rejoicing when a saint returns home. Praise God. So, Jesus led captivity captive. Now, Jesus also came to set the captives free. When Isaiah chapter 61 verse 1 it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, has anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel and to open the prison door for the captive, to set the captive free. Praise God. You can also find that in, in Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Jesus came to set the captives free. To set what? Captives. 
the people that the enemy has held captive over the years, Jesus came to set them free. Praise God. Now, Job was also delivered from captivity. Let's take a look at Job chapter 42, verse 10. Job 42, verse 10. Job was a man that came into captivity of sickness. He was afflicted. His goods and everything that he had were destroyed in one day. He went from grace to grass. In one day, from grace to grass. The man remained in sickness and lamenting and quarreling and his friends came to console him and became a problem to him. The Bible says in Job chapter 42 verse 10. Are you there? Are you opening your Bible? You're looking at me. Job chapter 42 verse 10. And it says, And the Lord returned to captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twins as much as he had before. Yes, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job. What kind of captivity was Job? He was in captivity of what? Sickness. He was in captivity of what? Sickness. His body was rotten. He was, he was also in mental captivity, tormented. Mental captivity, emotional captivity, he was enslaved. He couldn't be himself. But the Bible said, the Lord turned. May the Lord turn every form of captivity in your life in the name of Jesus. May you experience a breaking forth, a turning around of your captivity in the name of Jesus Christ. He prayed for his friends. Sometimes you need to pray for your, en for your friends. You also need to pray for your enemy. Because that could be what God is waiting for to give you your deliverance. Praise God. Praise God. Job prayed for his friends. And the Lord turned his captivity. Praise God. Job got his captivity delivered. Broken. Today, everything that holds you captive by the reason of the word of God is destroyed in the name of Jesus. Amen. You don't have to be in any form of captivity again. You know why? The Bible says, if the son of man shall set you free, then you are free indeed. Don't put yourself into captivity. You have been set free. Only you cannot put yourself in captivity. By reason of disobedience, by reason of ignorance, by reason of serving the law without joy, you are the one that will not put yourself in captivity. It is not God anymore. It's not the devil. The devil don't have power over you. Praise God. The devil does not have what? Power over you again. Only you can now put yourself in captivity. Say, I will not put myself in captivity. I will serve the Lord with gladness of heart. I will empower myself with the knowledge of God's word. And I will speak the word of God into my life. Because I know the word of God is my deliverance. It said, they that go about sowing in tears shall return with their shears full. He said, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we are like them that drive. Whatever captivity the Lord, the enemy has placed upon you, before now, before now, before now, before now, it's turned around. 
in the name of Jesus. That captivity is turned around in the name of Jesus. Because the Bible says, in Mount Zion, there shall be what? Deliverance. And the sons of Jacob shall possess and possess. Every one of you that appeared in Zion today, that appeared in church today, your deliverance has come. Be on your feet. Begin to declare, say, my deliverance has come. Captivity is over. I am free in the name of Jesus. From every oppression, every captivity of the enemy, I am free. I am delivered in the name of Jesus. Whatsoever the enemy has placed upon my life or before now, by words, by actions, everything I command them destroy in the mighty name of Jesus. I am free to serve the living God. For the Bible said, if the Son of Man shall set you free, then you are free indeed. If you're not born again, you're still in captivity. You're still in the power of the devil. But today, you can say no. You can receive Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. He said, as many as receive them, to them you get power to receive Jesus, to become the sons of God. If you receive Jesus into your life as your Lord and your Savior, you are saved from, you are delivered from captivity and you come into the liberty of the sons of God. May that be your portion today and forever in the name of Jesus. I will release you into your liberty in the mighty name of Jesus. I release you into your freedom to serve the true and the living God and may your days be bright and may your pathway be shining in the mighty name of Jesus. So shall it be for you and so it is for you today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.